0: The Lessons Learned for Vets podcast is proud to be brought to you by AFMA, the American Armed Forces Mutual Aid Association. Established in 1879, they are the longest standing nonprofit association empowering military families with affordable financial solutions for generations. Offering life insurance, wealth management, mortgages, survivor assistance, and other benefits, AFMA is here to support you through every stage of life. AFMA is dedicated to helping service members be financially and logistically ready for life after the military. To support you in this process, AFMA would like to offer you their free downloadable transition timeline, a step-by-step guide to help you create a comprehensive military transition plan. Let AFMA help you get ready for your next step by visiting afma.com backslash LL4V that's A-A-F-M-A-A dot com slash l the number four V or clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast, your military transition debrief from the veteran mentors who've gone before you. My name is Lori Norris and I've been teaching veterans how to successfully navigate their military transition since 2005. I'm a civilian who speaks the language of all branches of the U.S. military, and I'm on a mission to educate veterans in the job search marketing process. This podcast shares the military transition hot washes and after action reports of your fellow veterans to smooth your own path out of the military. Well, hey there, Lessons Learned for Vets listeners. It's me, Lori Norris. I sure hope you are having a great summer. It is not pretty here in Arizona. I'll tell you, we are breaking records of all the worst kind. We're on a record number of days, over 110 degrees. And I think yesterday we broke a new high temperature for our low temperature, if that makes sense. Anyway, let's just say it's really hot. And so we are gonna take a couple of weeks away from our regular episodes, but instead of leaving you with nothing, I wanted to bring you a couple of live streams that I did where I recreated something that I did a few years ago at Luke Air Force Base. And I brought in uh, two experts in the military transition because they've lived it. And uh, we recorded our top three lessons. So this week you are gonna hear from me and a couple of gentlemen. And uh, if you're listening to the next one, it'll be me and a couple of lovely ladies. So settle in, listen to our top three lessons learned for military transition and I'll see you back here for our regularly scheduled episodes and hopefully some cooler temperatures very soon come everybody thank you so much for those of you that are joining us I appreciate you and I am so excited to have our all ladies version of the lessons learned for military transition my name is Lauren Uh, I'm your bilingual translator. I don't speak a foreign language. I speak the language of the U.S. military, and I use that skill to teach veterans how to effectively market themselves and leverage their military skills and experience as they look for their next career. So I'm the host of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. And I used to do this event, this lesson we learned for military transition live at Luke Air Force Base, because that's literally two miles away from me. You might hear some jets go over every once in a while, and that's okay. It's beautiful sound, Um, but we're not doing it live anymore. And so I decided why not bring this event to everyone? So we decided to live stream it. So I am joined today by two beautiful ladies that happen to be my friends And also happen to have been guests on the podcast, some of them more than once, Marina. (laughs) And and you know me as uh, Casey and I do things together for her organization. So I'm going to toss it to the ladies and uh, let them introduce themselves. And then we'll get into our event. So Marina, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Tell you a little bit about me. Um, okay, so I am the founder and president of Military Women's Collective, and I'm also the West Coast Regional Director for 4Block. Um, they are both nonprofits, and that is my industry that I love to be in uh, because it is my purpose to give back and to be of service to others, especially those that are in the, you know, transitioning military, male spouse, you know, that whole military community out yeah, that's, that's me in a nutshell.
0: Thank you, Marina. Casey, welcome. I'm excited to welcome see you. you. Welcome.
2: Yes, it's so great to be here. You guys are starting my day off so wonderfully. I, um, a little bit about myself. I'm an Army vet. I'm a military spouse, a working mom, and I transitioned out of the military back in 2016. I was a logistics officer and I Wanted to pivot to marketing and communication. So I did a transition, a pivot, became a military spouse, bomb, a lot of adjustments, a lot of transitions, and a, a lot of lessons learned. So I'm really excited to be here. And um, recently, about uh, three, four months ago, I started a company called Sigma Forces. And I've been running that and it's been such a blessing. And I love doing all of our collaborations. We're all community partners and force multiplying. And so I'm just really happy to be here.
0: I am excited to have both of you here. Um, You're both doing great things in the community. and, um, And I'm excited to hear from you. I know we've all heard from you already on the podcast, but I know that there's so much more that you've learned even since we all sat down and talked on the podcast. And so... Um, really, the purpose of the event is just to bring our top three lessons that we learned from military transition. I haven't lived the military transition. I've just been teaching it for, someone told me today, almost 20 years, which made me want to cry. Um, but that's true. <laughs> it's true. I, let's just own it. I'm old. And so we're going to go through some of those today. But really, we want this to be an interactive session. So we can already see you guys in the comments. So please drop your comments in there, questions. If there's anything any of us can answer for you, that's what we're here for. And um, we know you're um, across the bottom. You see the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast if you haven't ever listened yet. So please get, check it out. Um, it's on all the major podcast platforms. And I've got the website going across the bottom right now. So um, I'm going to start with my lesson, my biggest lesson. And, you know, people really get sick of hearing this we're gonna turn it into a a water drinking game that every time I say this word on the podcast you have to drink water because uh, I say it a lot and because we can't we'll get off me game no yeah well, coffee I like your <laughs> mug by the way it's very funny I need that one for my husband <laughs> It's there. so um the the biggest lesson I can tell you is the first most important step in your transition is figuring out your focus Have to know where you're going before you can find your way there, right? So before you can navigate your way to your destination, you have to know what that destination is. And so you're going to hear probably even today us talk about how important it is to start early, to start well in advance of your your end date, right? When your service ends. But the reason we tell you to start so early is because part of that months and months of process. Is you figuring out your focus. It's not something you can, not all of us, can just pull out of the air and say, I want to be this. I don't know about you guys, but if you had told me this is what I would be doing when I was this age, I probably would have told you you're crazy and laughed at you. This isn't exactly where I expected to be in my life. And so... It's okay to not know exactly what you want to do. The average adult changes careers, not jobs, careers between seven and nine times. And so when I say find your focus, I'm not telling you you have to pick one thing and do it for the rest of your life. That's the beauty of being a civilian, right? So you can go and change and do different things, start amazing companies and have meteoric growth like Casey, right? So... It is, um, you can change, but you've got to know where you're going. The only way to effectively market your military skills, your education, your knowledge, your accomplishments is to have a focus in mind. And I often use the fishing example, which is not, this is the first time I've used this example, but the ocean's a big place. If you go out in fishing in the ocean and you have no idea what you're trying to catch, you're going to come back sunburned, maybe a little seasick, and you're going to be hungry because you didn't catch anything. Because if you don't have the right tackle, the right bait, if you don't go to the right part of the ocean, you're just going to wander around and not catch anything. And so that's a little bit what the job search feels like if you don't know what you're looking for, right? You're going to wander around and go, there's no jobs here. Just like you're gonna wander around the ocean and say there are no fish here. So know where you're headed so that you can figure out like what kind of relevant transferable skills I can talk about on my resume, in my LinkedIn profile, in my interview. The only way you can know that is to know where you're going, right? I'm an I'm an aircraft mechanic. If I only talk about it being an aircraft mechanic on my resume. Everyone's going to think I want to be an aircraft mechanic in the, in the future. But if in my heart, I'm like, "Oh, I don't ever want to touch an airplane again unless it's flying me to Hawaii." If that's the way I'd feel, but all I write about is aviation maintenance on my resume, I'm never going to get anywhere different. And so you've got to know where you're going first. So, I know I talk about it a lot, but the the biggest mistake that I see in the military transition is that people have no idea where they want to go. So it's very hard for them to get there. Have you ever gone on a road trip and you just said, I don't know where we're going, we're just going, we are going to get somewhere, but it may not necessarily be where you wanted to go. Right? So that's my first lesson. So I threw it to Marina first last time. I'm going to go to Casey first this time. So Casey, wow us with your, your lesson. (laughs)
2: okay so it kind of ties into yours and I wrote a bunch of notes a bunch of tips that I'm hoping we can cover today so one the first one is one we've talked about in the past and then all of my other tips that I want to bring to the table today are ones we haven't talked about because I'm just realizing they're great tips and I've learned it after our podcast which we recorded like two years ago I cannot believe that much time has gone by but Two years ago, we recorded a podcast and we talked about FITFO. And if you don't know the acronym, I'm going to share it with you. Um, the PG rated version of the acronym. So FITFO is. All right, well, let me back up. So when I was in the military, I was a logistics officer and um, a battalion logistics officer. And when I first stepped into to the position, I was lieutenant at the time, which is pretty young for that position. I got promoted in the position to captain, but when I first started, I felt a little overwhelmed and I would go to my leadership and ask questions and my battalion commander would always just say, oh, just fit Bo. just fit Bo. And I'm like, what does that mean? And finally, someone told me it means figure it the f- out. And I was like, wow. Okay. So that's, and I did. I did. I'm so happy that that's what um, was that advice was given to me because it pushed me to be even more resourceful, which was so necessary as a logistics officer to become a little bit more independent and start thinking for myself. And like I said, being extremely resourceful before you go to your leadership um, and ask for questions. Only go to your leadership with solutions. And um, but the problem is you don't have to fitbo in your career transition. And I think that's a hard lesson I had to learn because that mindset was so, I was—I lived by it. I always figured everything out on my own. I did everything. I researched everything on my own. I didn't use mentors. I didn't use resources. I was just trying to accomplish my goals all by myself. And um, what I quickly learned when you're transitioning is that the power of mentorship, the power of not fit foeing is so is so great. I mean, there are so many great organizations out there um, that um, a number of great mentorship, uh, American corporate partners. There's just so many mentorship platforms and resources, and you don't just have to select one. And I think that's a, a common misconception, too, is that we get tunnel vision. I can only use this one resource or this one mentor. No, you have to think of it like a buffet and this um, this was actually shared to me by Sean Welsh. Um, he I think of him as a mentor too. And he shared with me that you have to think of your resources and your mentors as like a buffet. And you have your transition plate and you walk up to it and you're like, okay, this mentor knows about this. This organization can provide me this um, resource. And you just put everything on your plate and then you have a full meal. You're fully prepared. And so you don't just have to put one thing on your plate. So you don't have to fit though. load up your plate with all of the resources, all of the mentors that you can fit on that plate and don't
0: fit though. Just don't fit bow. Did I cover it all? <laughs> I think mean, that's great. And, you know, I think that it's, it's ingrained in you as a veteran, right? Like you can figure anything out, go, you know, you can adapt, you can be flexible and but you've got to do it on your own. Right, it's a it's a point of pride, isn't it? That like I, I could do this. Like, look at all the things I did in my career. I can do this, and so I think that that's the biggest message that that you share, Casey, is that you don't have to do it by yourself. Right? That there there's no reason to do it by yourself. And I think that um, leaving the military and kind of leaving that sense of tribe and Family and community, and then you go out and you're like, "Well, I got to figure this out on my own too." It's very isolating, and to be honest, it's one of the reasons that I even started this podcast in the first place. Because, like, I often say, I think of the podcast as the um, like the curves ahead sign, right? So it's like it doesn't change the fact that the road is curvy; it just warns you to slow down a little bit, right? And so. The other reason is that I want people to know they're not the only ones going through this, right? As they hear Casey and Marina and George and Fred all have the same issue, they're like, okay, I'm normal. <laughs> I'm, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that feels like this. And I think when we're, when we're traveling like a really hard path, we do. We feel like, oh, I gotta, I got to figure it out myself. And I just want people to know they don't have to do that. There are people like like all of us um, that are on the show, that all of us that are here on this live stream today that can help you. So Yeah. And Lori, it ties into what you're talking about with finding your focus. It is really
2: hard to clarify your goals, especially if you've never been in the civilian workforce. You just You've been so focused on what you do in the in your military career. You have tunnel vision. You've been so loyal and dedicated to this one MOS, this one job, this one community, and trying to find your focus or your career goal or pinpoint exactly what it is that you want to do once you leave the military is really hard. And that's why you can't fit, Bo. That's why you have to find these resources and these mentors and talk to them about how what just talk to me, take career personality tests and just try to help find that focus.
1: I think something that I, that I wanted to add on to both of yours, you know, what's that saying to, to build upon? No, there's another saying that we say, how do we say it? I forgot to piggyback. There we go. Yeah. So both of you, absolutely. Um, what you're saying and, and here was a lesson learned. And I, wish he was watching right now I hope that he is because I'm going to totally call him out Um, and actually another person too so we called ourselves you know M cubed there was myself um, you know all of our friend Mary Kate and then Lori also knows um, my friend Matt Brink the three of us together became what I like to call transition buddies because we all well matt ended up staying in the navy a little longer but all of us at the time thought we were getting out around the same time and so we have this this thing in the navy we call them sea lawyers it's people that are still active duty in the military that think they know everything about everything right and if you're still active duty in the military what do you know about transitioning out not a whole heck of a lot right Like, probably nothing, (laughs) Um, because you've never actually gone through that process. So I, you know, I wanted to make sure that I had people with me that also were completely clueless as to what a transition was like, but somebody that I could bounce my ideas off of.
2: Hey, if you're in the, if you're in the chat drop each wallet yes yeah what
0: you are we see eric's lawyers we got what are the area worst yeah what
2: does the force say
1: oh my god but but you know but you know what i mean there there's you know people that are trying to tell you oh you should do this this and this but wait you've never actually gotten out of the military yet how are you telling me what i should be doing when you don't know either and that was one thing that that I really um, thought was so helpful. I mean, I called him and and Mary Kay, They were my transition buddy or my battle buddy. We ended up calling each other battle buddies because it was really about hey, I found this resource. Have you heard of this? Oh no, I haven't heard of that. You need to lance corporal network network in the marine. The marine. <laughs> but but y'all, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. And and, and that is a huge lesson learned for me was not to just focus on what, you know, maybe the career counselor was saying, um, to to actually do some research on my own, you know, and then be have my friends be, you know, my transition buddies, my battle buddies, be like this soundboard that I could be like, hey, um, I'm looking into this. What do you think of this? And then you know, Matt and Mary Kate would be like, "Okay, let's you know, let me look this up. Oh, this sounds good. You know, I've heard of a bunch of people talking about it. I think we should do this." And so that's how I ended up going through Four Block. That's how I ended up going through the Commit Foundation, through the Leader Transition Institute, through Reboot. They have a bunch of Reboot classes here in California, and also in Virginia, and I think there's some in Missouri also because I you know, like Fort Leonard Wood and a couple of the army bases are there. But those are, you know, those are resources that I used. Um, are we doing all three or are we doing one, one, one? We'll
0: just do one at a time. Yeah, we'll do okay. one at a time. You know, I mean, I think that um, you make some great points, right? And that you don't have to do it alone. And, but also know that everybody's transition is different, right? Everyone's. Focus is different. Everyone's priorities, values, their their family situation is different. And don't feel like you have to follow the same path as the, someone who got out ahead of you. But also be open to listening to them, right? And so, you know, be open to those new ideas. And, you know, um, I think about how many times... Military service members are dropped into new locations, new career fields and jobs, new countries, you know, uncertain situations, and how you adapted and figured it out every time, right? So you've done this sort of thing before. Approach your transition with the same mindset, right? I can figure it out. And, and I think that part of why you were able to figure it out in the past is that you had a checklist, right? You had like your, your you know, operating instructions, if you will, your continuity books and, and all of those good things, right? But so you don't necessarily have that now, but you've got mentors. You've got people to talk to. You've got people that you can ask advice of. And so... Um, I think that that's really important is so be open to those mentors. Um, you know, you you don't need to do it alone. Just like you've said, the one thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about networking. And I know that you ladies will talk about networking, too. But in, some of us are experts in it in this room. Not me. You, too. Um, and so it's really important that you start building your network before you need. Right. So I want you to start creating a, a healthy, robust network that is very diverse. And it's not just military service members before you need that network. And then I want you to keep it healthy even after you land a job. I want you to keep it healthy because you never know what's going to happen, good or bad. Right. And part of networking is giving back to that network, not just taking from it. So now once you land that role, you can be that person that turns around and lends the hand backwards. But start today building your network. And the best way that you can do that is LinkedIn. Honestly, you're here watching this on LinkedIn. Um, You know, if you're listening to us on the podcast or on YouTube, get to LinkedIn if you're not there yet and build that LinkedIn network. You can connect with people and I know you often you think, oh, they're not going to actually answer me. I had this, my daughter did this the other day. And there's some famous artist that she wanted to ask a question about, and I was like, send a message. Now was on Instagram this is very different, right? And she's like, they're not going to answer me. They have six hundred thousand followers. Like, what will happen if you you don't do it, right? You won't hear from them. She sent a message, and within five minutes they replied. Now again, yeah, that's Instagram, yeah. but. I, I mean, yeah. I've told the story of General General Petraeus reaching out to me here on LinkedIn to say, you know, great work on the show. Like, how could General Petraeus even know I have a show? Well, guess what? He saw it on LinkedIn. And That's- so that to me that still kind of blows my mind, honestly. Um, but everybody is accessible here on the, the LinkedIn platform. So Start building those connections and and nurture those. I'm a big believer in quality of your network <clears throat> as opposed to quantity. But I think that you can have both. I think you can have a high quantity of quality network connections. So that's what I want you to focus on. Okay. So I'll pass it to you, Casey. I love what you said.
2: Um, something similar happened to me with, the networking, I actually stumbled upon a LinkedIn newsletter and um, the author, and we'll get to this will be part of my next tip, but while we're on the networking topic, um, you're so right. Um, I reached out to the author of the LinkedIn newsletter. I found out that he had a book. I purchased his book. I started reading his book and I, I was so moved by it. And even though he's, you know, a CEO, he's an author, all of these accolades, I, I felt intimidated to reach out to him. But I had to let him know that his book had such an impact on me that um, I reached out to him and he responded to me and we ended up connecting on um, Zoom. We had a coffee chat. We Now we meet probably every other week on coffee chats. Our businesses are partnering. Hopefully we're working that out um and i have we're going to collaborate around his book where i'm like sharing it and reading it and i just can't believe you have to put your, you have to be willing to put yourself out there because you just never know um and yeah i didn't start my linkedin page until after years after i got out of the military can you believe that yeah. years it's so it's never too late so if you've already transitioned it's not too late um but and it's never too early Start. You
1: didn't say his name.
2: Well, I was trying to save it for the next tip. Should I go ahead and go into the next tip?
1: You know what? I'm just going to put his name in the chat because I knew who you were talking about. Because he is a also a former four block instructor, um, and now as you know the the um, the founder of the the company that you're talking about, he actually comes back and is a an employer partner of ours um, with four Block, which every time he comes and he does he always does the same one it's called telling your story because he does such a phenomenal job and that is a huge thing when you get out of the military i notice when i when i was an instructor too that we tend to focus on our accomplishments that we did in the military. Like I did this, this, and this. Right. Um, and that's what we want to show to, to the people on the, on the outside, you know, the, when we're going into this new position and great, it's awesome to have all these accolades, but they have to be translatable, you know, transferable to the civilian world. Yes. I'm putting that in quotation marks because, you know, a <laughs> Speaking of civilian world, do you know what today is? No. So, well, two years since I retired. So tomorrow, I know, tomorrow is like, you know, the the two-year mark of, hey, Marina's been out of the military, but like, the 28th of February was like the last day I was, I was in the Navy.
2: Why are we drinking water and coffee? We should be celebrating <laughs> with champagne. <you> pain.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't drink other stuff. It's a whole different story. A holy, holy cow, right? That, that it's actually been two years. And, and I hope that in those two years that I have been able to mentor, you know, I mean, I, my, my whole reason, my whole focus, like you're talking about, I need to drink because I said it too. <laughs> my whole focus, my, my purpose is what I call it, is to be of service to others. <laughs> if I need drink, I love it. My whole purpose is to be of service to others, but it's especially those in the military community, like I said. I mean, I did 24 years, right? It's a lifetime that I was in, in the Navy. And now for this second lifetime, right, I, I want to be able to give back, you know, leave a legacy. I don't know. That's that's just that's what I that's what I want to do for, for everyone.
0: That's yeah, really it, what networking is all about, right? It is that give and that take. And and so, but if you go into it with the uh, the heart for giving right? The heart for sharing, for mentoring, for um, helping others, it will transform everything that you do. So,
2: yeah. And I want to say something about that is that Marina, you know, you and I are both Veterati mentors. Yeah. And, um, mentorship is a two way street. So like when we go into these mentorship calls and you talked about it earlier too, about giving, um, back don't just take 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 you have to give back mm-hmm. but it's a it is such a mutually beneficial experience if Absolutely. you can be a good listener so you know we all three of us want to better the veteran community better the military spouse community we, we want to give back to the community and a way that we can do that is by being really great listeners and so when we are on these mentoring calls or Lori when you're interviewing a veteran that's sharing their lessons. We are good listeners. We can hear their struggles because, Marina, you got out two years ago. I got out almost 10 years ago. So for me, it's even more important that I'm a really great listener to the struggles that they're going through because I think those challenges are going to evolve. And the further we get away from the military, we're going to have to start learning what are the new struggles? What are the new hurdles that they're facing so that we can continue to serve the community? And since I got out, there is um, there's more lessons that I'm learning. Actually, it doesn't stop. You don't. It's not like once you land your civilian job, your transitions journey's over. You're always. It it almost always feels like you're transitioning in life. And um, that's when I found that book. It would it be okay to talk about that now? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my second tip was going to be about mindset. And this is one of the newer tips that I have never talked about before. So I think it'll be really great to talk about something we've, we haven't we um, have preached for the past year. So um, something that I have found very resourceful goes back to that author that I stumbled across on LinkedIn and then purchased his book. His name is Ken Davenport. And like Marina mentioned, he um, worked at Four Block. I think he might Still, or IVMF, he is an instructor there, and he also is the yep, founder right CEO of Mission Edge. Yep. And um, so he's out there doing great things, and he wrote the book, The Stoic Transition. And I got his permission to read a little passage from The Stoic Transition, because I think a lot about our, our going into our transition journey, and then even years later, we have to have a really strong mindset and... This book has really helped helped me to strengthen my mindset and have more resiliency and also normalizing that transition is hard. We have to normalize that transitions tough. We we have to normalize that there's a lot of uncertainty. Not everybody has it figured out. And if you can just normalize those things, you'll show yourself a lot more grace and you won't be as hard on yourself because
1: Go ahead, Marina, I see you. I oh see girl, you know you know what I'm about to say. It's my like it's like my signature thing that I say all the time. Oh like I'm when I did the trade market. It's a roller coaster of emotion. It really is. Like you are going through being happy about getting out and not having to wear the same clothes, but then the next minute you're like, "Oh crap, I need to buy a whole new wardrobe." And then, you know, am I going to be able to have a career post military? Am I gonna lose my house? You know, I mean, like it's there's so much going on, and you're happy in one minute, you're freaked out the next, you're pissed off, you're sad. I I mean, it just it's crazy. And
2: then, and then since you built your network on LinkedIn, you're gonna start seeing other people announce their jobs. Who retired? Like you had your battle buddy group, Marina. Maybe there was a time where you saw them making accomplishments ahead of you, and you start feeling less about yourself, and you cannot. You can only control the things that you can control. You can only worry about the things that you can control, and you can't worry about anything else. And you can't let that distract you, and you can't let that make you lose your focus. So let's re- let me just pull this up. Um, this is a uh, a little excerpt, tiny excerpt from um, the Stoic Transition written by um, Ken Davenport. So. One, I want to read this little first entry so we all know what Stoic um, Stoicism is. But then I want to tell you just what the chapter chapters are so that you can get an idea of what's covered in the book. Because even though it says a Stoic transition, it's really just about life. So the chapter is titled "Finding Your Inner Stoic," and I promise this will only take me like sixty seconds. So okay, don't drop off, stay on. This is actually when you should be enjoying. This is so good. Okay, finding your inner Stoic. Um, ancient wisdom for the modern world. I can't think of a better way to discover who you are than through the teachings and practice of Stoicism. It may seem strange to turn to a 2,000-year-old philosophy to help with the modern challenges of life and transition, but in many ways, that's the point. What's old is new again, and what's new is often actually very old. Life was different in the year 100 A.D., but it was no less complex and challenging. Pause. This goes back to the transition, tra- uh, tra- transition challenges being different. Mm-hmm. Um, the human condition hasn't really changed all that much, even if the tools we use have. So what is stoicism? Don't let the name fool you. Stoic does not mean steadfast or emotionless. To the contrary, stoicism is a tool in the pursuit of a great and meaningful life not one devoid of joy and emotion. In fact, practicing Stoics are arguably more in touch with their emotions, not less. The foundation to, of Stoicism is built on the idea that a great life requires acting with virtue with an eye toward a higher good, which will lead to more fulfillment, less pain, and greater happiness. There are four Stoic virtues, courage, temperance, justice, and wisdom. And then the last few sentences. Stoic virtues are about how you react to what life presents to you and how you process and channel your emotions and feelings in response. This premise makes an important assumption that your reaction to life's challenges and opportunities is uniquely yours. Glass half full or half empty, you decide. Offended by a perceived slight, it's up to you. Want to quit because you didn't get the promotion you think you deserved? It's your choice. You own your reaction and the consequences of your choices. Love it. And then um, just some of the chapters. Well, he has them out. The chapters are called rules. So here are the rules Find your why. Your past is present. You are your network. Focus on what you can control, perception is your superpower leaders are readers do the work failure is a gift and love your fate.
1: I-, I love like if you want me to get have him sign it for you um please just tell me I w- yes because i he's in here in california say- no. it's so funny because i was going through something
2: the other day and we were on zoom and I was like, gosh, this book is just so great. I, and he's like, well, you have direct access to the author. So just call me anytime. And he's just so approachable. And that's the thing with networking. It is. You just have to reach out. You have to reach out. You can't assume that, that someone won't respond. And and you can only control
0: what you can control. I, I think I it's that. so important to think about our mindset as you approach a situation like this, as we approach transition we can say i'm so scared and overwhelmed or we can say i am so excited for the opportunities that are coming my way and i can't wait to figure out how i'm going to navigate this path right it's all about how we approach it right. the mindset the attitude with which we approach it yeah Um, you know, oftentimes you find myself like, oh, my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. But then I have to stop and say, but I'm really thankful for all of the things that I have going on positively in my life. Right. And so I think it is it's sometimes we just have to like take a step back and go, wait a minute, am I approaching this with the right mindset? And I really like that passage that you read. And sounds like not only a book that I need to read, but maybe it's a person that i need to have
1: a conversation with too so when well, the next time you're in california you should just say something and we'll go and you know <laughs> meet up with, with ken down in san diego
2: yeah and i was going to say too like it i have an example of this where um i wish i would have had this perspective because i over my journey my my transition journey there's been times where i've been unemployed underemployed and i've always been underpaid and there's been times where I've been overlooked for a promotion or um, I didn't get the job that I wanted. And I really beat myself up over that. And it's so funny because looking back now, it some things didn't work out, but better things came. And it was like, you just have to trust that things that are happening, it's okay better things are coming, more doors are opening, and it's just all a mindset game. And you you cannot lose your focus, you cannot lose your motivation. And um, you just can't be hard on yourself. You have to give yourself grace.
1: And then also the, the imposter syndrome, like, we talk about it so much. And I think it's, it, it's us, you know, shooting ourselves in the foot, really is what imposter syndrome, like what you're saying, uh, Casey, is that you know, we we make our own like we make our own fate, really. You know, we're based on what he's saying in the book is that, you know, you choose how to react to what is happening to you. You know, and, and it's your choice to be like, or okay, you know, let me think about this. Um Yeah, it's it's a powerful thing. And what you were talking about with changing mindset, you know, I had put some um I had put some resources in the in the chat for, you know, not not only Ken's book, but also, you know, that those three that I mentioned earlier are really, really helpful in not only changing mindset, but with what Lori said about focus for me, I call it purpose because because when you figure out what your purpose is. I kid you not, I did. So some some people know about um, this thing called Gallup strengths, where you can go and there's 34 traits or strengths that every person has. But, you know, the main ones that you want to focus on your, are your top five. And I noticed that once I figured out what my purpose was, that one of my strengths actually evolved into something different that basically said, you now have a sense of purpose. It's called the the strength is called belief, and it's because I have this this actual purpose, and it's it something that I need to focus on. Yeah. That that whole you know some some people call it passion instead of purpose, but once you once you figured out and, and how do you find that? Okay, some of those resources that we talked about, but also. What feeds your soul? What, you know, if we're going to talk feeding your, your soul or things like that, you know, think about um, maybe a few years ago, we had Marie Kondo where she was talking about sparking joy, right? Or with different clothing and things. That's, that's how I feel. Like when, I, when I'm doing something that aligns with my purpose, it sparks joy. It, it feeds my soul. It makes me, it makes me happy. Like, I went and, and, and um, assisted another nonprofit uh, founder with Feeding the Homeless uh, this past uh, Monday for President's Day. And my heart was just so full because I I felt like I was making a difference. And I think that's what we all want, is to just make a difference and, and have that purpose post-military. Because when you're active duty in the military, you have tons of purpose. Your purpose is to, you know, protect the U.S., you know, and its, you know, assets, resources, etc. And once you're you're out of the military, I think that's where a lot of people struggle. They lose that sense of purpose and they lose that camaraderie. And so if I'm going to do my third lesson learned, because I think I just did third, but so I'm on four now. One of the things that I... I think my lesson learned is to make sure that you stay connected with the community in some way, be that, you know, going to school and being a student veteran, part of the student veterans of America or warrior scholar project, you know, they assist or service to school, any of those that, that are helping you with schooling boots to books as well. Um, Or, do something where you're giving back to the community like team rubicon team red white and blue mission continues all of these resources are are ones that where you're going to be able to be around people that understand you that 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 can like you're feeling some kind of way you can say something to someone and be like hey you know i'm feeling this you know, hey, sis, or hey, bro, I understand what you're going through, because I went through the same thing, and this is what I did. You know, having that camaraderie, I'm going to start crying, having that camaraderie, I think, and that sense of purpose as well, will help us to not have the 22, or was probably more like 44 that we lose all the time. Because when you have that sense of purpose and that sense of camaraderie, you have people you can rely on and you don't feel so lonely.
2: Yeah. And us, us in our group chat just yesterday. Yes. Was a, a great example of camaraderie and we were just chatting openly and supporting one another. And, and it was really helpful. Um, yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that. And it it's, it is really important. And, um, I don't even know what tip I'm on either, <laughs> but I have something I want to say. I don't know if it's a tip I've already said, or if I don't know, but it kind of ties into the, what Marina was saying with purpose. I finally feel like, not finally, I have found purpose since I've left the military, but I feel extremely satisfied where i'm at professionally like i feel like i finally figured it out i feel i don't feel like i'm working and i'm working way more than i've ever worked in my entire life the amount of hours i'm putting into my business i can't it's pretty much all i've done the last few months is just work tirelessly to do this but it doesn't feel like work i feel like i found my passion but do you want to know what four five months ago um what happened was and this is where stoic mindset comes into place and i just learned how to figure this out but um i finally feel, feel like i figured out how to optimize my linkedin i figured out how to kind of overcome all of these unemployment hurdles and barriers to employment through linkedin optimization mentorship i finally what 10 years later i finally figured out the recipe to make myself competitive and employable and to earn a salary that is comparable to my work and experience, and I find I got to the point where I had job offers, two job offers on the table with with very large companies, and I was weighing those options out. And this was back in November, so very recently, and I was feeling so optimistic. I'm like, yes, I, I cracked the code. It only took me ten years, but here I am. I'm weighing these job offers. I'm going to triple my salary. I'm doing it, and then the first company i woke up linkedin was talking about everyone getting laid off from that company the hiring manager was let go the recruiter was let go so i'm like okay well i guess i'm going to the other company this makes the the you know decision a lot easier and so i was reviewing the offer they were let go too and in that moment i was i felt extremely discouraged because it had taken years but looking back at this book which helped me kind of mentally overcome this and stay focused because what I there I had two options I can either dwell and beat myself up about this and not do take action and move forward or I can regroup and do something about it so I did I started my own company I was like you know what I just have to this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start my own company doing what I love and it was like a blessing like we talked about earlier sometimes doors shut for a reason And I feel like because I had a good mindset and I just picked myself up, I mean, the next day I started building my website. The next day, as soon as I just picked up and I was like, well, those two careers aren't going to work out. This is what's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to start my own job, a job for myself. I'm going to have to make myself employable and it's going to have to happen this way. And that's why these things keep happening. It's because fate or whatever is pushing me to do this. And, And now it feels so right. I feel like I have passion. I could cry thinking about when people message me and say two people this week messaged me and landed jobs that have gone through our programming and and not saying Sigma Force is the only reason they got their job. It was a combination. They filled their plate up with all of the mentors and all of the resources. They had their plate full. Sigma Force happened to be an item on their plate. And I'm just so happy to be on that plate. And yeah, That's I'm going to I'm coughing.
0: <laughs> you know, I think that we've we've talked about purpose. We've talked about passion. We've talked about finding fulfillment. And I, I think there may be some people out there like, yeah, that's great. But I have a family to feed. Like, that's great. You started a business. But I need money tomorrow to pay my mortgage, right? And so I want you to know that like purpose, passion, like filling that need that you might have inside it doesn't have to be from your work it's great when it all aligns and you know maybe you do have to get a money coming in tomorrow and just know that when you do land a job it doesn't have to be forever like sometimes we take a role we do something because we do have bills to pay and we find other ways like a podcast that doesn't make us any money and that only costs us money to give back to something and to really pour our heart into something, and so I think that I I love that both of you ladies have found something that is, you know, paying you what you need to be paid and filling that need. But for those of you that are listening, saying, "Yeah, that's great," but I, I gotta keep a roof over my family's head, know that sometimes you will have a job that is just a temporary position.
2: I don't take a paycheck. So all the profit goes into our scholarships. But um, I I have side jobs and like little freelance gigs that are my is my income. And but my company was a portfolio of my work almost. And so it actually brought more freelance and gig projects. And I'm and I was able to increase my hourly wage for the, the other companies that I do branding and stuff for. So you just never know how the how things will play out. You just never know, and I do feel really fulfilled because I only have to do a couple of hours of that to have my income, and I get to do this passion project. And but you're right, and that's a lot of um, weight to carry. So finding balance between your your passion and how you're going to earn a living is is
1: a tough.
0: Right? I mean, go do it in volunteer work. Exactly, that's what you I was going to say. Stay right? So you stay connected with the community, give back. You know, fill your cup in that way while you're earning the money that you need to feed your family over here. And then, like Casey said, don't lose sight of it. Don't lose focus of where you want to go someday. And um, just like you, Casey, like you said, you know, I'm, it's not paying my bills yet, but I think you've got a structure in place that you know it's going to be successful. And I believe 100% in you and that you will be successful even with all the obstacles that you faced, um, because you have done amazing things already in just a few months. Um, and so I think it's just, you have to stay focused and like have that goal in mind and, and move forward and just know that there are so many people that are available to help you. And I think that's the most important thing about any of this. Right.
1: Yeah. And, And what you were saying about, um, about volunteering, you know, I, I, I gave some some different um, more well-known uh, I mean, I didn't even mention like Wounded Warrior Project or, or you know there's there's so many, but here's the other thing. you know, yes, you can volunteer for some of these huge, you know, multi-million dollar nonprofits, but then there's also those smaller ones mm-hmm. local nonprofits that really need your help and whether it's monetary or whether it's just donating your time to assist with any kind of um event or or something that they're doing, you know, that's that's something that I recommend looking into first before looking into the really big ones. Yeah. Um because you'll actually be helping help helping helping your your home community by, you know, just the yeah. nationwide.
0: No, we'll tell you that tomorrow's episode is going to feature Jordana McGonagall, just a little insight and highlight for you. And she's coming on to talk about purpose and how the purpose is not woo-woo. It's science. It is proven science that doing something that fills your purpose is critical to your success and your your wellness. And so I might need to tune into that. It'll be dropping tonight at midnight Eastern and, um, and check it out. I would love to get a little bit more information from you, Casey, about Sigma Forces and from you, Marina, about Military Women's Collective before we wrap up today. So Casey, would you share with us a little bit more about Sigma Forces?
2: Sure. So Sigma Forces, we are a career advancement organization. So we offer professional education um, and certifications in Lean Six Sigma, Six Sigma, Scrum, a lot of marketing, which is my favorite, and sales. And we will soon add PMP to the mix, which is really, really exciting. Um, and so people can come to us, whether they're transitioning from the military in a year, never going to transition, um, they've already transitioned. They're a military spouse, even civilians. You come, you can upskill. Um, we have seven free courses, and then we do have courses that um, are that cost money, and you can apply for a scholarship to cover the cost for those. So you come, you upskill, then you can do mentorship. And Lori is a group mentor. She helps us out with um, our resume, and she does a fantastic job. And we have several um, group mentors and marina's one too of course of course we all support each other's organizations so and uh, marina helps with the linkedin optimization and so we have really great uh, workshop leaders and group mentors for mentorship and career readiness preparedness and then um, we are partnering with an employer partner so very soon in the next couple weeks we'll also have a job board on our website so the ultimate goal is people come to our organization they upskill they learn um, career readiness through our group mentors, and then they can apply for jobs, become more employable. And so far, it has been such an amazing um, mission to be a part of, and I'm really optimistic about our future. It feels really good to give back to the community.
0: Okay, so will you put in the comments the the website where they can find you? Yes, ma'am. Okay, Marina, tell us about Military Women's Collective.
1: All righty then. Um, Okay, so Military Women's Collective, um, we kind of were twofold. We empower um, homeless and food insecure women veterans uh, by providing um, hygiene products and groceries, uh, and then also ensuring that they receive, um, you know, relevant resources to help them, um, you know, become employed and to find permanent housing. And then also, Um, We coach and mentor uh, transitioning, uh, or women that are transitioning out of the military, um, you know, to make sure that they get connected with other women veterans and so that they can um, find, you know, find community and also find a purpose-filled and meaningful post-military career. Um, It's about empowering. Yeah, so glad to have gotten on. Yes, yes. Yes, Jen, we are all about the, the ladies' empowerment here. I mean, that's that's one of that's actually if you look at my vision for women's military women's collective, it's to provide a place for military women and to feel visible and heard and what women stands for is warriors offering networking. Um or excuse me, warriors offering mentorship, empowerment and networking. Yeah, to support one another. So yeah, that's great.
0: Here is your website. And we're just going to end with John's comments Well, how much you ladies rock. I really appreciate you two. You are my friends. You are both my mentors. You are my collaborators. I appreciate you two ladies more than you will know. I'm still looking at a smiley face balloon that Casey sent me like a month ago. And, um, it's still sitting here on my desk next to me. It makes me smile every time I look at it. So thank you, ladies, for bringing part of the show today and for coming on and sharing your knowledge and your wisdom with everybody that tuned in. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Lessons Learned for Vets podcast. If you learned just one lesson today that you believe can help you in your military transition, then I've done my job. Please don't keep this podcast a secret. Share it with as many of your active duty service member friends and transitioning veterans who may be struggling with that process as possible. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and join our YouTube channel so you don't miss any lessons that we share.